Let's be honest. The holiday times can be stressful. Special dinners to plan, gifts to buy, a tight budget to stretch. Add to that maybe missing a loved one who died or feeling alone at a time when every ad and story and headline is about cheer and parties and family. We have some practical tips on how to manage this tricky time and how you can help others feel more connected. That's today's story of the day. Support for Story of the Day comes from Clarkson University, offering over 95 programs of study with campuses in the Hudson Valley, Central, and Northern New York. More at clarkson.edu. Hey, I'm David Summerstein. It's Friday, December 22nd. First up, Clarkson University in Potsdam will be phasing out nine majors over the next three years. The Board of Trustees approved a new reorganization plan earlier this week that will cut down net operating costs. The university will eliminate majors in the humanities and communications and shift its focus more towards STEM. That's science, technology, engineering, and math. Kelly Cheesham, Clarkson's VP for External Relations, says fewer than 20 jobs will be immediately impacted. Some positions will go away, she says, but the employees themselves may be able to keep working for the university. I know we've had uh, some positions that uh, may need to just be eliminated But I think it's still, again, too early to tell all of the ways that people may want to be transitioning and moving around the institution, knowing which degree programs we're going to be finishing out, etc. The university told students in an email that they'll all be able to complete their degree programs that they've already started. Universities in the North Country and around the nation have faced declining enrollment and financial challenges over recent years, especially since the pandemic. SUNY Potsdam also announced this year that it'll be cutting nine degree programs. St. Lawrence University in Canton says it isn't making cuts, but is facing an $11 million annual deficit. The Children's Home of Jefferson County is in the middle of its annual holiday fundraising campaign. The not-for-profit has been serving low-income families in the North Country for more than 150 years. Lucy Grindon has more. The Children's Home of Jefferson County runs about 20 different programs, serving more than 2,000 clients. Its holiday fund drive is just for clients' holiday and wintertime needs. We've had a lot of requests lately for um, hats, gloves, and um, boots or proper shoe wear. That's Christy Amon from the Children's Home. She says last week, some holiday funds went toward winter boots for kids who hang out at the teen center in Watertown. Teens sometimes show up there in canvas sneakers or Crocs. And they're coming in there and their feet are cold. So the center's coordinator bought a boot dryer and someone donated a bunch of hand-knitted slippers. So when some of the teens come in with wet shoes, she's able to put the shoes on the boot dryers and give them some slippers to wear while they're there so their shoes can dry before they head home. The Children's Home also helps families pay for heat, food, shelter, and transportation. They even provide gift cards so parents can buy their kids a gift. But some presents can only arrive by sleigh. The Children's Home runs a foster care program called Fostering Futures in six counties. At the program's holiday party in Canton last Friday, Santa Claus himself showed up. He had a red velvet bag spilling over with gifts. There's another Yeah, there's all sorts of presents in there, is there? All different kids. You need different presents. Some of the kids told Santa what they want for Christmas, but they wouldn't tell a reporter. It's a secret. I can't tell anyone. 
Nancy Stubbins from Waddington has been a foster parent for a decade. As you can see, <laughs> they're madly in love with Santa Claus and Christmas, and that's what makes Christmas great. I just love it. I love to see their smiling. I love to see them happy. So every Christmas that we've had foster children, it's been the best. The children's home of Jefferson County's fundraiser for the holidays will continue through the end of the year. Lucy Grindon, North Country Public Radio. Around the holiday season, we're bombarded with messages to be happy, be with family, and celebrate. Christine Batchel says for people dealing with grief, it can be extremely lonely. She's a psychology professor at Lemoyne College in Syracuse who specializes in nostalgia. She spoke with Monica Sandresky. We have grown up expecting holidays to be all happy. And the idea of happy holidays is almost the quintessential definition of what a holiday is. And so when there's loss or grief associated with or that happens around the holidays, the contrast between what we hoped for and what the reality is can be quite shocking. There can also be the comparison. So I think what is created, especially in our culture, is this image that everyone else is enjoying such a happy time. And it's a very isolating kind of lonely feeling to think that I don't fit in now because I can't just walk into that group of people who are laughing and having a good time and making plans when inside I feel like my heart is broken. How, how do we comfort people who are dealing with loss and grief? The obvious example would be if you know that someone is grieving, it is so much easier because you can reach out to them and just say, you know, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Okay, we're all thinking of you. But the problem comes down to not always knowing that someone is hurting. Someone might still be grieving for a loss that occurred a year or two or even three or four years ago. We have, for example, people who undergo an anniversary phenomenon where the holiday might have been the marker that is associated with the loss. And so every holiday they start feeling that sadness and they go through the grieving process all over again. Well, other people might not be at all aware of that or worse. Sometimes people think, oh, but didn't she or he die five years ago? And the implication, even in the tone of their voice is, well, haven't you moved on from that? But someone who has what we refer to as complicated grief, grief that seems to go unabated over long periods of time, they don't find it useful when they're told, well, it's over, just get on with your life. That's not very useful to someone who is experiencing the kind of mourning or grief that doesn't allow them to do that spontaneously on their own. What are some, um, what are some specific ways to cope? I think it's very healthy to have connections with someone who is no longer with us. In some cultural traditions, it's incorporated within the holidays themselves. So, for instance, one tradition at special holiday meals, an empty place setting is set out for the person who is no longer with the family. And by putting that place setting there, it accomplishes a lot of psychological uh, functions. One is it's concrete, it's visible, everyone can see it. So now there's no need 
to go around reminding people, oh, yes, we lost so-and-so last year. But the other function that it serves is it's a concrete link. And there's that connection to people that says, okay, the person is gone, but their memory is not, and we are still connected through the memory. And this gesture of putting the place setting out is my way of saying, I wish I could still invite you to this gathering. I wish you could be seated with us at this dinner party. And all of those emotions are very healthy things. It's very important to remember that the meaning in life is not just about being happy 100% of the time. Sadness, loss, respecting the people that you no longer can interact with physically is a rich part of the fabric of psychological well-being. So, number one, it's nothing to be embarrassed about or to be trying to hide. The fact that you grieve for someone tells every other person how loving you are. So, if you don't have a tradition, it might be a good time to start one. That was Lemoyne College psychology professor Christine Bacho. She spoke with Monica Sandresky in that conversation, first aired in 2019. Story of the Day will be off on Christmas Day, so we'll be back on Tuesday with the latest and best regional stories from across the North Country. Have a restful holiday weekend, however you choose to spend it. Music today by Eddie Lawrence of Moira and Evan Veenstra of Gananoque, Ontario. I'm David Summerstein, North Country Public Radio.